0: 1 Samuel, the 17th chapter, the 17th verse. Praise the name of the Lord. And if you're looking up at the screen, we have a few verses to, to read. For some reason, I just put 17, 17. We're actually going from 4 to actually verse 11. So let's read that together. On the count of 3, 1, 2, 3. And the champion went out from the camp of the Philistines named Goliath from Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. That's nine feet six inches. He had a bronze helmet on his head, and he was armed with a coat of mail, and the weight of that coat was 5,000 shekels of bronze. And he had a bronze armor on his legs and a bronze javelin between his shoulders. Now the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam, and his iron spearhead weighed 600 shekels, and a shield-bearer went before him. Let's continue to read verses 8. Then he stood and cried out to the armies of Israel and said to them, Why have you come out to line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine, and you the servant of Saul? Choose a man for yourselves, and let him come down to me. If he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall be our servants and serve us. Verse 10, and the Philistine said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. Verse 11, when Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. You may be seated. We just want to pray for a second. Father, I thank you for this message tonight. I pray that you would reveal it to your people in a way that you desire for them to hear it I pray that no flesh gets glory in your sight but I pray that through these lips of clay I pray that you would receive all of the glory as your people go from faith to faith and from glory to glory I pray that there be an impartation of faith all throughout this season Lord as you're causing us to believe you for more I pray by the spirit of God that your people will begin to stand on your word like they have never stood on your word somebody shout I receive it Come on, shout, I receive it in Jesus name. OK, as we begin to look at first Samuel in the 17th chapter, uh, one of the things that really sticks out to me is that this battle was actually to determine who would serve who. And, and it was it was very amazing to me that they sent one man out and said, if you can find one man to challenge the one man that we sent out, then what we're going to do if he wins, you're going to have to let us be your masters. But if you win, we're willing to be your master, I mean, be your slaves. And what was amazing about it is that everybody knew that Goliath was much bigger than everybody else. And how many of y'all know, even today when we see boxers fight, most people when they go to bet who they bet on they bet on the boxer that's bigger that's stronger they bet on the boxer at a lot of times that's faster and what god sent you here tonight is to really shift the way you've been seeing things really to cause you to believe god for levels or on a level that you have never been able to believe him for. So when we just look at this, I like to look at what we're really talking about. You know, I'm not even five eight, so I would have really been in bad shape. But this is a picture of they say what an average soldier was compared to Goliath. Now, if you were a betting man or a betting sister, you would say, "Man, Goliath is about to tear him to pieces. He don't even need his sword, right?" And the reality of it is, is that if we're looking to our lives, there's some things that we know within ourselves that look much bigger than us. Are y'all listening to me? We know that when we look at our eyes, that society has convinced many of us that some things that we deal with, we would never have to deal with it. We're just going to have to put up with y'all are hearing. Even in the church, we preach sometimes a gospel of put up with. I hope y'all are hearing me. But what I want you to understand and recognize tonight, that you serve a God that is actually able to bring supernatural results in your life if you're willing to believe Him at a higher level. Somebody say, this is my season. I'm going to begin to believe God at a higher level. See, See, this is what God is going to begin to do in greater works. Wherever you are right now, He's going to begin to Peel, peel wherever you are right now until you go up higher and higher so you can begin to believe him for what he has called you to believe him for. So tonight what I want to talk about, look at somebody and say unconventional faith. Look at somebody and say uncommon faith. Faith that don't make any sense. Unconventional actually mean, it means not based on or conforming to what is generally done or believe and what I want you to know tonight that God is not taking you to a higher level of faith um, where your brothers and sisters are in the faith but he's taking you beyond because there are many people that believe today or say that they believe but when they go into their prayer closet to talk to God they're only asking him for things that they can do themselves Lord, I need this job. You can get that job yourself or you you, you hook up your resume. Come on, somebody. We need to begin to believe him to do things for us that when people look at our life, they say, how did it happen for you? So, So as we look at this story, David, no man wanted to Face Goliath, but there was one kid around 15 years old that did. David's father asked him. He wasn't even supposed to be out there, but his father, Jesse, sent him to feed his brothers, and he finds out no one wants to fight Goliath. And what I love about the story is that when you really pay close close attention, David really looked at that reward a little bit as well. They say, wait a minute, hold on. Nobody's gonna fight this. Philistine, and and, he, and they talking about making him rich, and they talking about giving him a wife, and they talking about he's going to be a king's kid. King? Come on, in the natural? David said, listen, y'all don't understand. So let's look at what happened. First Samuel, the 17th chapter, the 31st through the 33rd verse. Look at what happened. Now, when the words which David spoke were heard, so David was out like, who is this Philistine talking about the people of God, talking about people like he's somebody then it said look they reported them to Saul so they reported what David was saying to Saul and look at what happened and he sent for him verse 32 then David said to Saul let no man's heart because of him your servant will go and fight with this Philistine and Saul said to David you are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him for you are a youth And he a man of war from his youth. This is a season that God wants you to believe him for things that your resume don't even say that you have ever did anything which you are applying. God wants you to begin to believe him for things that when you tell people, I'm applying for this, or I'm about to get this, or I'm about to move here, that people look at you and say, okay, go, you know, you're okay. Okay, God wants you to get to a place when even you get around your people of faith and you begin to tell them what you're about to do next, they still are like, let me go and pray about it. Y'all want to talk to me. God is trying to take us higher so that we can meet him and the place that he desires for us to meet him. So look at this. Saul did not understand childlike faith, but there was somebody named David that did. So look at what David said, 1 Samuel the 17, chapter 34 through 37, verse. David said to Saul, your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And, and what I want you to understand is that David was still keeping the sheep. But what is David doing? He's already speaking by faith because he knows that he got a giant that only he can slay in front of him. So he already done fired himself. Are y'all seeing this? He said, your servant used to keep you. You need to tell people what you used to keep. (laughs) This is the season where you tell people where you used to live. You know, they're going to look at you like, I thought I saw you there the other day. Yeah, but I used to live. If you come in, you will recognize that there's a transition that's about to take place said your servant used to keep his father's sheep and when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock look at what David said I went out after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from his mouth and when it arose against me I caught it by his beard and struck it and killed it your servant has killed both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine, this Philistine that doesn't have a God, this Philistine that doesn't have a savior, this Philistine that doesn't have anybody to pray to, I'm going to take him out too, that's what he's about to say, will be like one of them. Seeing, Seeing he has defied the armies of the living God, moreover, David said, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion, And from the paw of the bear he will somebody say he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine my God so David is convinced that what God did for him in the past he would be willing to also do for him in his future David see see when you spend time with God I don't know about you but there are some places in my life and how many of y'all know we all have different battles So the depression you deal with might not be the depression that somebody else, you know, you can make light of it all you want to, but that depression might could never take you out, but somebody else get up under the depression and they can be taken out. So what am I saying? I'm saying that uh, we can't look at other people's giants and try to compare, uh, I hope you're hearing me, uh, with the giants that we're facing. You're wherever you are right now and I'm wherever I am right now, but what God is saying is time for all of us to go higher and so David said listen I know that you don't think that I'm able but I have some giants in my past that will testify for me I have some things in my past that I've had to overcome that many people weren't able to overcome I have some victories that I can tell you about that makes me confident that whatever giant faces me in my future that I'm going to be able to take him out the way that I took them out because it wasn't based on how strong or how big or how tall or how skilled I was. It was all based on my father who I was determined to be relied on and depended upon all the days of my life. So. What I want you to understand is that David had entered a place God wants to take you in 2020, and that place is unconventional faith. Somebody say, unconventional faith is coming into my life. So this is what David learned. He learned to depend on and rely on God so much that people of the same faith were shocked he stepped out and killed Goliath. Now, you know God is moving on your, ha- your behalf and you know you're lining up with what God has said to you when the reality of when the people in your same faith say, how did you do it? How are you still standing? Hicks, how are you still preaching after the stroke? You don't supposed to be able to talk. But the reality of it is God is taking us higher because he wants to do more. In our life, for the world to see and come to him so God used David to show Israel what is possible when you walk in unconventional somebody say this season I'm walking in uncommon faith unusual faith unconventional faith faith that doesn't make sense So God sent me here tonight to challenge you to start trusting him for things in 2020 that far exceeds even your brothers and sisters in the faith. That far exceeds. Let me tell you something. You cannot have beyond what you're willing to speak. The reason we speak things is because we believe things that we speak. Are y'all understanding? You can't have beyond what you're willing to think. If you think that you don't supposed to move out of the hood, that the hood is where you belong, I can guarantee you, watch this, this it's powerful, even if you hit the lottery, Elder Parker, you will end end up back where you thought you belonged. People wonder, they say, man, you hit the lottery for $120 What happened? Next week we see you riding up. In a week, you done spent every dime you had. Ephesians, let's look at this, 3.20. Now to him who is able to do mercifully, measurably, more than all we ask, or what? Imagine according to his power that is at work. Able to do exceedingly and above. So this scripture is letting us know God is the type of God, or should I I say, our God is the type of God that always wants us to think higher to believe Him at another level. Are y'all seeing this? A lot of prayers, you know, I begin to talk to the Lord even as He begin to kind of lead me in this direction. A lot of the prayers that we pray, we don't know it, but we're praying things that we don't need Him to intervene for. Are y'all understand what I'm saying? We need to start praying things that 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 are so radical that fear tries to show up. That that's what we need. We need to, we need to start praying things and believing God, confessing and decreeing things that are so radical that we look back at ourselves like, Did I just say that? When I was up here praying in tongues and we were praying and we were worshiping, God began to show me the scripture. I believe it's Matthew the 18th chapter, the 30th verse. Let me make sure I got it right. Let me make sure I got it right. I believe it's Matthew the 18th chapter. It's Matthew the thirteenth chapter, the eighth verse, and, and 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 in that context of scripture it's talking about the man who sowed the word and how the word can fall on good ground and how how the word, if it falls on good ground, in this scripture it says, uh, but others fell on good ground and it yield yielded crop, some a hundred, some sixty, and some thirty. And, and and what God began to deal with me, he began to show me how if you plant the right seeds, if you think the right thoughts, it's going to determine the harvest that is coming into your life. Now watch this, this might seem simple, but it began to blow my mind because he said, what you think that you can do, I'm trying to go 30 times that. Mm, I hope you're hearing me. I'm trying to go 60 times that. I'm trying to go 100 times of, Above with you. So if we say a hundred, watch this. If we say we're believing God for a hundred or a hundred souls this year, God is saying that if you start planting the right seeds, if you start thinking the right thoughts, I'll give you a hundred times what your goals are. Are y'all seeing? Now we gotta line up with this wheel. We don't want you to be radical in this. You just all off and of left field. But we're talking about people of faith that is filled with God's word. So I begin to look at that, I begin to say, "Wow, if the people of God really recognize that when they shift their mentality and shift their mindsets and they begin to think and believe God for more, God says that's the only way bigger and better things are going to enter into our future." So this is why he'll give us something on the second day of January. He says, Father, I thank you for giving me this January the 2nd. I don't have to regret in December the 2nd that I ain't did nothing. I ain't thought nothing. I ain't spoke nothing. Somebody say, I'm about to get my ammunition together, and I'm about to think up some things pertaining to the word of God, and I'm about to speak up some things that when December come, I'm going to be in here shouting, running, and acting a fool. Now look at this. Now unconventional faith is childlike faith. So let's look at it a little bit. Matthew, the 18th chapter, the third verse. Look at this. And Jesus said, Verily I say unto you, except you be what? Converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Now how many of y'all know whenever we enter into the kingdom of heaven, that means we're entering into the best that God has for us. Do y'all understand? So when I enter into the kingdom and I'm converted, what happens is the same joy that's in heaven, I have access to it now. The same peace, the same supernatural increase that is in heaven, the same favor, I have access to it when I enter into it. So look at this, to function, watch this, in childlike faith, the scripture said that we must be converted. So what I did, I took out time to look up that word converted and it's found in Strong's G 5157 and what this word actually means, it means to turn oneself from one's course or conduct to change one's mind. It sounded a lot like me when Jesus was preaching, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. So what is God trying to do? He's trying to get our attention so that we can come out of a place where we think we're still human. Y'all go, don't throw stones at me. Don't throw stones at me. Don't throw stones at me. But I'm here to tell you tonight that you must stop thinking and speaking like mere humans. What Jesus did was so powerful and so awesome that he actually released himself in us and made a new creation. Look at this with me. 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter, the 17th verse. The Bible says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a what? new creation says a new creation in the niv has come the old has gone the new is here And what happens a lot of times, we still think that we're humans when God is trying to convince us that no, baby, you're a new creation. No, son, you're a new creation. You have been born again. Come on, somebody. You have been wrapped not just in flesh, you have been wrapped in my spirit, and I'm waiting on you to wake up and begin to believe and start believing me for what I've called you to believe me. Somebody say, I'm no longer human, I'm I'm a new creation. I'm coming out of that human mentality, I'm coming out of that carnal mentality. I buried that. humanistic nature come on I buried that sinful nature years ago now I'm going to put on the new man you need to know in 2020 you are a new creation you need to know that you are born again you need to know that you have an entirely new nature and this is what the enemy doesn't want you to grab a hold of because the moment you grab a hold of your new nature your thought life is going to shift Your speaking is going to shift. Let's look at this, Colossians, third chapter to 10 verse, 10 verse. And have put on the what? The new man which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. So we have to do what every day, we have to learn how to put on the new man in order for us to maintain what God has given us. Remember the word of God says even in that chapter in Matthew that I was talking about the good ground that when the kingdom word is sealed or released, the enemy is coming immediately to do what? Take it out of our heart. So we have to recognize that God is trying to take us higher, and he doesn't mind taking us step by step, but he's looking for some individuals in this season that will be willing to press the elevator. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to just press to floor 10 or floor 20 or floor 25. I'm done with the steps. I'm ready to supernaturally be elevated into what God is called to be into. So God is not pleased when we think like the world. Look at this, Romans, the 8th chapter. A lot of people don't understand this. Romans, the 8th chapter, six through the eight verse. Look at what it says. For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Watch this. Because the carnal mind, the humanistic mind, is at what? Enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God those individuals that have made up their mind I'm going to think the same way that I used to think I'm gonna speak the same things that I used to speak they can't please God I'm I don't know what you are talking about I'm gonna be a human Uh, you know I'm in my. look God is trying to shift us he's trying to cause us to recognize that we are citizens of the kingdom and he wants us to begin to speak out some things in this season and think some things in this season that we can speak forth and think forth so that he can manifest it. Look at this. If you keep thinking like everybody else, you will never be able to experience unusual victories. You know, when God began to give me this and I began to just sit there, I began to see how God wants to take us further. Because most people, we come in the church and we don't really believe God for the things that he really is speaking into our heart for us to believe him. We believe him a lot of times from based on the past experience or what he did for us next and God is saying, I desire in this season to do so much more for you if you're willing to take me at my word and get my word in your mouth and start thinking the way that I desire for you to think you're going to see somebody saying an acceleration. Look at this. God desires to bring you unusual victories, supernatural victories and sweatless victories but you must be willing to shift with them this is what he desires but this is what you got to do watch this but you must start thinking higher thinking further and thinking deeper let's go deeper Philippians the fourth chapter the 8th verse look at what Paul admonished the people to do he said finally brothers what whatsoever things are true whatsoever things are honest whatsoever things are just whatsoever things are pure whatsoever things are lovely Whatsoever things are of a good report, he said, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, what did he tell us to do? To think on these things. What was Paul trying to get the people of God to do? Start thinking and setting their affections on things, what? Above. Not to be so wrapped up in the carnality of this world, but to transcend into a place where we recognize that God is going to meet our needs. We don't even have to worry about our needs. God is going to take care of that. Now God is like, I want you to begin to believe me for the harvest. I want you to begin to believe that everywhere that you go, people will get saved, people will get healed, people will get delivered. I want you to begin to believe everywhere that you turn, you will be a blessing for somebody else waiting to happen. So what do we have to do in 2020? We have to set our mind in 2020 to accelerated favor. Somebody say, I'm expecting accelerated favor. Oh, in this season, I'm expecting to go higher and higher and higher and higher and higher. Look at this. Isaiah, the 55th chapter, the 7th through the 9th verse. Look at what it says. It says, let the wicked forsake his ways and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord. And he will have mercy upon him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Watch this. For my thoughts are not what? your thoughts neither are my what your ways right saith the Lord for as the heavens are what higher than the earth so are my ways what higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts y'all see this now when you read this you might think that he's still talking about us but when you read verse 7 it says let the wicked forsake his ways and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return it's talking to people that have not are not in a relationship with God It's talking about people that are not in covenant with God you need to understand now that you agree with God and his new covenant with Jesus you have been called to start thinking like him look at this to possess God's thoughts and God's ways, you have to understand, watch this. I am the righteousness of God. Look at what it says in 2 Corinthians 5.21. For he have made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be what? Somebody say, I made the righteousness of God in him. So this verse wasn't talking about us. Look at this. I have the mind of Christ. So we have the mind of Christ. Look at what 1 Corinthians 2.16 says. It says, For who have known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him, but we have the what? The mind of Christ. So if we have his mind, that means our thought pattern now has access to think exactly. Oh, I hope y'all are hearing me. I hope y'all are but, but we can't get there if we're unwilling to go to the next place. Are y'all seeing this? See, some of us are at a great level right now, but what is God trying to do? He's trying to push us higher. What that means is that God is doing something different in this season that means last season you might didn't get what you were expecting to get in as soon as you thought but this season if you'll be willing to take him at his word he's gonna take you h- f- higher. high he's gonna take you higher and quicker than you ever thought oh y'all see how this works? look at this he talking about I'm in heaven and look at what we see here I am seated with who with Christ in heavenly places Ephesians 2 6 it says and have Jesus has raised us up together and made us to do what sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus Look at this, if we go back to this scripture, what is this scripture saying? The scripture is saying, something very powerful. It's saying, and he will have mercy upon him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Watch this, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord, for as the heavens are what? Higher than, it. so it's letting us know that, wait a minute, he's talking about us. He's hoping that one day we would identify with him as we're seated with him to start doing what? Thinking like him and speaking like him. I hope y'all are grabbing a hold of it. Because this season, God is trying to take us further. Let's look at Romans 12, 12 2. It says in Romans 12, 2. And be not what? Conformed to this world, but be what? Transformed by what? The renewing of our mind that you may what? Prove what is that good. And acceptable and perfect will of God. So some of us are holding on to the good will of God, but it's not the perfect will of God. Some of us, because we don't want to go higher, we're holding on to the acceptable will of God, but not the perfect will of God. Do y'all see the levels of the will? Do y'all see how it works? It's not saying that you're going to go to hell because you're holding on to the good, but what it is letting us know that God has more for us is letting us know that if we'll be willing to cooperate in the seasons that god is calling us to cooperate then we can only go higher somebody say i'm going higher in this season so this year jesus is going to to transform you as you take out time to think the way he has called you to think and start speaking the way he has called you to speak look at this genesis to 126 look at it together look at what it says very powerful this is god's intention for man and god said what let's read it together let us Make man in what? In our image after what? Our likeness and let them have what? Dominion over what? The fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So it's God's intention to get our attention at the beginning of the year, and say it's time to flush out those old thoughts some of you watch this and this is where the enemy try to really gets us because some of you are believing God for things that another person's will is attached to some of you are saying Lord I want to believe you at this level but it depends on this person oh I hope y'all are hearing me it depends on how this person feel about it or when this person is ready. God says, I didn't call you to be so focused on another person's will till you can't start thinking higher, till you can't stop thinking, speaking higher. I want you to speak even, it doesn't matter who's connected to it, I want you to speak it and think it until it manifests in your life in 2020. Somebody say with me in 2020, even when other people are involved, come on even when other people are involved i'm going to speak life i'm going to believe god for more i'm going to think like i already have it in 2020 i'm going farther and higher than i've ever been do you all see what i was trying to show you there so what the enemy does he wants to stop us from thinking and speaking higher because we know in our finite minds we know the reality that there's somebody that can say yes or no to this. How many of y'all know that if you're going on a new interview or you're believing God for a new job or a new house, you're always going to have to deal with people? People are going to have to approve you, right? If I'm looking to get a doctor's degree, how many of y'all know there are many people that have got to have to be a little bit at least approved of my work to take me to the next level? So there always are going to be people involved. But God wants you to know in this season, don't allow people to stop you from believing him for more. Listen, watch this. I need to help some of y'all. Don't allow people to put you in their time frame. You still can speak it even if, oh my God, my God. You still can speak the time frame you desire even though people might not be in your same time. God is trying to take us higher. Let's go to Joshua as we close out. Joshua 1.8, look at this. Look at what God told Joshua. He said, Joshua, I want you to have good success and I'm going to give you two ingredients. These two ingredients is going to take you over. Look at what he told him. He said, Joshua, this book or my word of instruction shall not depart. Where? Where? from out of your mouth. Joshua, just listen to me. I know it's gonna be times where you might uh, uh, be afraid. There's gonna be times where you might have to deal with difficulties. There's gonna be times where you have to deal with disappointments. Joshua, but I just need you to really hear me out and I'm trying to teach you. I'm trying to push you into your destiny, Joshua. I want you to always keep my word in your mouth. Joshua, there's going to be times where you want to speak what you feel. Joshua, there's going to be times where you want to speak what other people are saying. Joshua, there's going to be times where you don't know what to say, but I'm telling you today, Joshua, keep my word in your mouth. And then look at what he goes on to say. So that was the first ingredient. Then he said, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night he was really telling Joshua now I need you to go beyond just speaking what you believe in me for and I need you to get it in your mind I need you to take out time on a regular basis not to allow any other thoughts to penetrate your mind I want you to think on my words so much to it becomes a habit that you are thinking faith <laughs> where it becomes a habit that when things come up in your life, you don't react based on the things that come up in your life. You react based on what you have been thinking about. You you react based on what God told you to keep in the forefront of your mind. He said, Joshua, listen, you got to meditate on my word, not just once or twice, but I want you to create a habit of meditating on the word throughout the day. I remember when I first read this and I began to get the revelation and I just tried it. I wanted to see Elder Park. I wanted to see if I could keep the word of God on my mind uh, all throughout the day. And what I learned, you'll be able to do it, but when you first get up you really got to tackle the meditation. You really got to take out at least an hour. And I began, you know, I was at work. Different things was coming up against me. And then after I talked to somebody who I did this and that I let it roll around in my mind again. And, and I found myself going throughout that day without anything being able to really throw me off my rocker. Because every time I even experienced an obstacle, what would come back up? Uh, the Word would show up. Are y'all seeing what I'm saying? Somebody get on, try to get on my last nerves and what would happen? The Word would show up. So, so what the Word became in my mind, it became my helmet of salvation. <sighs> I'm telling you, when you do this, you put on the what? The whole armor of God. See, what happens with a lot of us, and and I grew up, you know, I I had the benefit of growing up in the era where um, preachers begin to preach. It don't take all that. Oh, I hope y'all, like. <laughs> Elder Parker. Can I talk to you tonight? I grew up in that era. See, some of y'all grew up when y'all couldn't wear makeup, but I grew up in the era. Elder, Elder, no, he grew up in a few elder Elder, <laughs> Elder Higgs just turned a big sixty. He grew up in a couple eras. So, so in my era, they were trying to take down. Oh, I hope y'all are hearing. Me. They were trying to take down what the forefathers and the mothers and the fathers in the faith were raising up because when they were raising it up, they were raising it up with tradition. Oh, I hope y'all are hearing me. So instead of, you know, what do they say the same? They threw out the water, they threw out the baby with the bath. Oh, they threw out the meat with the bath water because God is looking for some people in this season that will be willing to do all that, that will be willing to go the extra mile, that will be willing to speak it until they see. God is raising up a people that will say, I don't know about you, you don't have to fast, you don't have to pray, you don't have to study, but as for me and my house, we go study until revelation arises, We go pray until manifestation comes. We go speak it until everybody we lay hands on become healed because the word of God says in Mark 16, 17 these signs shall follow them that believe. I don't know about you or where your belief is coming from but every time I pray, belief is coming to me. Every time I confess his word, belief is coming to me. Every time I think on the word, belief is coming to me. So I decree that in 2020, think it's coming into my life people today are unsatisfied because they have been unwilling to really seek the face of the Lord unwilling to do what it really takes do do y'all know that if I know that I have the authority to cast out devils I I remember praying for people uh, to receive salvation And I saw black spirits just leaving them. But how many of y'all know today, if there's somebody that come in here and it takes me 30 minutes to cast the devil out of them. How many of y'all know that it it doesn't matter how long it take, that devil got to get up out of them if I have to go to your hospital room and pray for an hour for that flu to get off of you it doesn't matter look somebody say time time has no place here time time has no. are y'all seeing what God is trying to do because what the enemy does a lot of times in this generation because we are priests it don't take all that what he has done he has allowed the headache to, to stay after you done prayed for 10 minutes if you were to pray for 12 that headache would have left you y'all seeing what he did he knows that he's dealing with a generation that don't want a war. Ah, he's, he knows he's dealing with a generation that is used to pressing the microwave oven for three minutes in order for them to get a hot meal. Oh, my God. He's used to a generation that is famous for hot and ready's. But I'm here to tell you that I don't know about you, but I'm ready to do whatever it takes to receive what God is telling me that he has for me. Pray until I see, I feel his presence. Come on, somebody. I'm gonna speak faith until everything I spoke faith about manifests that I know he told me that belongs to me. Somebody say uncommon faith, uncommon, uncommon is coming into my life. Unconventional faith. I'm here to tell you God is trying to stir a people up that would take him at his word. Listen, we're going to have people that are coming into our ministry that want a one, two, three solution. And we're going to give them a one, two, three solution, but we're going to tell them with this one, two, three solutions, make sure you, come on, Elder Parker, continue. (laughs) There's going to be times it doesn't look like it works. There's going to be times it doesn't feel like it works. There are going to be times when people try to convince you that ain't what God has for you. I remember years ago, you know, some of our friends, I had a lot of friends back then, you know. The closer you get to God, you know you don't have as many friends. <laughs> now I have a lot of associates and a few friends. But <laughs> y'all don't want to talk to me. So people be thinking like, Eric, you just know everybody. Yeah, I know a lot of people. Yes, you're right about that. But I have a lot of associates and a few friends. And so, <laughs> and so, I began to tell them I went to Africa, and I'm closing with this because I know we got some things to do. I went to Africa, and 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 I heard the story when I was in Africa, and, and the guy told me, I told many of you how uh, God showed him his wife in a dream, and he was like, ah, oh, you know, they say that overnight. oh man, my wife, and he went to tell her, you know, and she didn't speak to him for a year. You know, it was, it was an amazing story. You know, it was a comeback. And so he ended up marrying his wife, and while I was down there, they had a baby. He was like, he had a couple babies. And while I was up there, and, and and right in the midst of him. And that's why you got to catch it. Sometimes the word is going forth and the enemy is trying to block your, you know, what's going on. You got to catch it right in that atmosphere. I'm going to tell you why. As soon as I heard his story, I said, wait a minute, God, if you did it for him, show me my wife. And I promise you 10,000 miles away, Kristen Face shows up. And I was like, oh man, she's hard. Oh. She's, uh, you know, because Kristen wasn't, you know, most girls, I say hi. They say hi, and I know we got something going on. And, you know, she attracted to me. I'm attracted to her. But Kristen was like, no, I ain't having. So, and, you know, I knew I knew God promised me something that was going to uh, take a little work on my on my end or whatever, you know. But thank God I won her heart over. And she she finally st- Uh, Ended up in the perfect will of God. Y'all know what I'm saying? Y'all feel what I'm saying? You feel me right now? Not the good, not the acceptable, but Elder Parker, she hooked up with your boy. She's in the perfect will of God. Okay. (laughs) That's it right there. You got to let her know. You go anywhere outside of me, you, you, you might be in a good will, you might be in an acceptable, but when you came into my life, I made your life perfect, perfect will of God. So, I don't even know where I was going. Forget me, Lord. I'm trying to... I don't know where I was going. The, I know where I was at, but I didn't know where I was going. start started talking about my baby. You do that to me. You see that? You do that to me. Just, you know, mess my mind all up. I'm crazy about you. Okay. The moral of the story is... When you hear the word of God going forth, make sure you grab a hold of it then. Now, now some of your feelings is not going to want to accept the full word, because even as God begin to download it to me, I begin to recognize that we have not really been taught the supernatural, um, the supernatural word of God. We have been taught a natural word with some good benefits. Are y'all understanding what that? What God wants to do in your life is supernatural. Listen, what God wants to do for you, it shouldn't make sense at the end of the day. You know, um, one of one of our good friends, um, Nina and Nina and Vance and Nina, God just began to supernaturally raise her up in corporate America, and before we know it, she was raised up so high. We were like, "You raised up like that without a degree? Without a degree? Just I'm talking about some serious promotions." Without a now, this whole world is saying, you know, my mom's still, go to college, do this, do this. You know, and she ended up graduating recently. But but the reality of it is God had to show her what he was able to do without what people thought you needed. (laughs) In this season, God is going to do things for you that people are going to think you need something, but God is going to show up on your behalf and you're going to see that you didn't need anything but him on your side. Let's stand to our feet as we conclude. My God, my God, my wife done messed me up. I had a good conclusion. I had a good conclusion and then we got to his perfect will. My God, just bow your heads all over this place. Father, these are your people. I believe that the right people are here tonight. And I pray, Lord, that wherever they are, you said that you gave us a measure, but you didn't say that we had to live with only the measure you gave us. You said that we had a mustard seed of faith, we would say to the mountain, be thou removed and it will be removed. I pray that this season, mountains be removed in the lives of your people as they hold on to your principles and as they begin to dream with you. I pray that you would give many of them dreams and many of them visions in this season that they will begin to see things the way that you see them. Expansion, increase come upon them and their families let them know without a shadow of a doubt you're able to give them sweatless victories many of them are working so hard working themselves to death i pray by the spirit of the living god that you would give them divine wisdom and divine strategies to cause their money to work for them supernatural shifts let it take place in their life let them rise up and say i got everything that you promised me in 2020 somebody shout it, it is so Amen. in jesus mighty name